And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hodnell. This is the Ken Hodnell Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today's August the 1st, 13th day of the year. Only 52 days remain until the end of the year. And let's see. Holidays and observances. National Girlfriend Day, uh, National Wellness Day, Spider-Man Day, Alberino Day, that uh, celebrates the Alberino Grape, Ashanabuka Day, uh, August Moon Festival, Benin Independence Day, Colorado Day, Emancipation Day in Ghana, Full Moon Day of Waso, Guadalcanal Province Day, um, Homemade Pie Day, International Cannon Forward Day, International Child Free Day. Send your kids to the store and move while they're gone. Mamas Day, Lugnashdad, National Andrew Day, National Day of Benin. National Minority Donor Awareness Day, National Night Out Day, National Promise to Care Day, that's what our government does, National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, Planner Day, Play Ball Day, Perfect for Parents, Respect for Parents Day, uh, Rounds Resounding Day, Santo Domingo Celebrations Start, um, it's a national, traditional festival in uh, Nicaragua. Santo Domingo uh, Celebrations Day. Scout Scarf Day. Startup Day Across America. Celebrates entrepreneurship, which our government does everything it can to stamp out. Switzerland National Day. Tuba Av. Women Astronomers Day. World Lung Cancer Day. World Wide Web Day, and of course, Yorkshire Day. Alrighty. 30 BC, Octavian, who later became Augustus, enters Alexandria, Egypt, bringing it under control of the Roman Republic. AD 69, Batavian Rebellion, the Batavians of Germania Inferior, that's the Netherlands, revolt under the leadership of Gaius Julius Civilis. 527, Justinian I becomes the sole ruler of the Byzantine Empire, which was originally the Eastern Roman Empire. 607, Ono no Imoko is dispatched as an envoy to the Sui court in China. 902, Teoramina, the last Byzantine stronghold in Sicily, is captured by the Aglabid army concluding the Muslim conquest of Sicily. 1203, Isaac II Angelos, restored Byzantine emperor, declares his son Alexios IV Angelos co-emperor after pressure from the forces of the Fourth Crusade. 1291, the old Swiss confederacies formed with the signature of the Federal Charter. 1469, Louis XI of France founds the chivalric order called the Order of St. Michael of Amboise, 1498, Christopher Columbus becomes the first European to visit what's now Venezuela. 
If he went now, he'd wind up in the fields uh, harvesting crops like all the other folks with a college education do in Venezuela. 1371, the Ottoman conquest of Cyprus is concluded by the surrender of Famagusta. 1620, Speedwell leaves Delshaven to bring pilgrims to America by way of England. 1664, Ottoman forces are defeated in the Battle of St. Gothard by an Austrian army led by Raimondo Montesilococoli, resulting in the Peace of Vesvar. 1714, George, Elector of Hanover, becomes King George I of Great Britain. That marks the beginning of the Georgian era of British history. 1759, Seven Years' War, Battle of Minden, an alleged Anglo-German army victory over the French. Uh, in Britain, it's one of the number of events that constituted the Anus Mirabilis of 1759 is celebrated as Minden Day by certain British Army regiments. 1774, British scientist Joseph Priestley discovers oxygen. Corroborating the prior discovery of this element by German-Swedish chemist Carl Wilhelm Scheele. 1798, French Revolutionary Wars, Battle of the Nile. Battle begins when a British fleet engages the French Revolutionary Navy fleet in an unusual night action. 1800, the Acts of Union of 1800 are passed, which merged the Kingdom of Great Britain and the Kingdom of Ireland into the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. 1801, First Barbary War. American schooner USS Enterprise captures the Tripoli and Palaka, Tripoli in a single ship action off the coast of modern-day Libya. 1834, slavery is abolished in the British Empire as the Slavery Abolition Act of 1833 comes into force. It remains legal in the possessions of the East India Company until the passage of the Indian Slavery Act of 1843. Also in 1834, construction begins on the Wilberforce Monument in Kingston upon Hull. 1842, the Lombard Street riot erupts in Philadelphia. <coughs> Excuse me. It was a three-day race riot in Philadelphia. Last in a 13-year period marked by frequent racial attacks in the city. Started on Lombard Street between 5th and 8th Streets. <coughs> 1849, Joven Daniel wrecks off the coast of Rocania, Chile, leading to allegations of Loco Mapuche tribe uh, murdered survivors and kidnapped Elisa Bravo. In 1855, the first ascent of Monte Rosa, second highest summit in the Alps. 1863, at the suggestion of Senator J.V. Schnellman and the order of the Emperor Alexander II, full rights were promised to the, in the, to the Finnish language by language regulation in the Grand Duchy of Finland. 1876, Colorado is admitted as the 38th U.S. state. 1893, Henry Perky patents the shredded wheat. In 1894, the Empire of Japan and Qing China declare war on each other after a week of fighting over Korea, formally inaugurating the First Sino-Japanese War. In 1907, started the first scout camp at Brown Sea Island, the origin of the worldwide scouting movement. In 1911, Harriet Quimby takes her pilot's test and becomes the first U.S. woman to earn an Aero Club of America's Aviators Certificate. 1914, the German Empire declares war on the Russian Empire at the beginning of World War I. The Swiss Army mobilizes because of World War I. <coughs> Excuse me. 1927, 
Nanjing Uprising marks the first significant battle in the Chinese Civil War between the Kuomintang and the Chinese Communist Party. The day is commemorated as the anniversary of the founding of the People's Liberation Army. When it says people, you know it's communist. 1933, Anna fascist activists Bruno Tesch, Walter Mueller, Karl Wolf, and August Lutgens are executed by the Nazi regime in Altona. 1936, the Olympics opened in Berlin with a ceremony presided over by Adolf Hitler. 1937, Josip Braz Tito reads the Resolution Manifesto of Constitutional Congress of KPH to the Constitutive Congress of KPH, that's the Croatian Communist Party in the woods near Samobor. 1943, World War II, Operation Tidal Wave, known as Black Sunday, was a failed American attempt to destroy Romanian oil fields. 1944, World War II, the Warsaw Uprising against the Nazi German occupation breaks out in Warsaw, Poland. 1946, leaders of the Russian Liberation Army have forced the Russian prisoners of war that collaborated with Nazi Germany are executed in Moscow for treason. 1950, Guam is organized as an unincorporated territory of the U.S. as the President Harry Truman signs the Guam Organic Act. 1957, the U.S. and Canada formed the North American Aerospace Defense Command, that's NORAD, 1960, Dahomey, later renamed Benin, declares independence from France. Also in 1960, Islamabad is declared the federal capital of the government of Pakistan. 1961, Defense Secretary Robert McNamara orders the creation of a defense intelligence agency, the nation's first centralized military espionage organization. 1964, the former Belgian Congo is renamed the Democratic Republic of the Congo. 1965, Frank Herbert's novel, Dune, is published for the first time. It's named as the world's best-selling science fiction novel in 2003. 1966, Charles Whitman kills 16 people at the University of Texas in Austin before being killed by the police. He's the one that climbed up in the tower with a rifle. 1966, purges of intellectuals and imperialists becomes official China policy at the beginning of the Cultural Revolution. If you're dumb as a brick, you got it made in China. 1968, coronation is held in, of um, Hassanal Bolkaya, the 29th Sultan of Brunei. 1971, concert of Bangladesh organized by former Beatle George Harrison is held at Madison Square Garden in New York City. 1974, China Cyprus dispute. United Nations Security Council authorizes the uh, UNFICYP to create the Green Line, dividing Cyprus into two zones. 1976, Niki Lauda has a severe accident and almost claims his life at the German Grand Prix at uh, Nürburgring. 1980, Vigdis Finnbogatot, elected president of Iceland, becomes the world's first democratically erected female head of state. 1980, a train crash kills 18 in County Cork, Ireland. 1981, MTV begins broadcasting in the U.S. and airs its first video. Video killed the radio star by the Buggles. 1984, commercial peat cutters discovered the preserved bog body of a man called Lindell Man at Lindell Moss in Cheshire, England. 1988, a British soldier was killed in the English barracks bombing in London, England. 
1993, the great Mississippi-Missouri River floods of 1993 come to a peak on this date. 2004, the supermarket fire kills 396 people and injures 500 others in Asuncion, Paraguay. 2007, the I-35 West Mississippi River Bridge spanning the Mississippi River, Minneapolis, Minnesota, collapses during the evening rush hour, kills 13 and injures 145. 2008, Beijing Tianyin Intercity Railway begins operation as the fastest commuter rail system in the world. 2008, 11 mountaineers from international expeditions died on K2, the second highest mountain on earth in the Worst single accident in the history of K2 mountaineering. And in 2017, a suicide attack on a mosque in Herat, Afghanistan, kills 20. All kinds of interesting things going on on this date. Well, yesterday we started talking about some of the inner workings of the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency, which had its beginnings... As, uh, as an organized central agency during World War II with the creation of the OSS. Now, Lincoln had had an um, intelligence arm under Pinkerton, but that was uh, outside of government until the creation of the OSS. Uh, Harris Stimson kind of some things up with gentlemen don't read other people's mail uh, after World War II uh, Truman did away with the OSS in 1947 um, created the Central Intelligence Group which became the Central Intelligence Agency and things went from there now the um, thing to keep in mind as it was supposed to gather and disseminate information to the Joint Chiefs and the President and what have you. They had absolutely no concept about what it has become. On late June of 1950, this Cold War heated up when North Korea, which was allied with the Soviet Union, crossed the 38th parallel, the line of latitude 38 degrees north of the equator that forms most of the... Uh, border between North and South Korea. And they invaded South Korea. And South Korea was our ally. Uh, the UN, at the behest of the U.S., responded with troops and quickly pushed North Korea forces back over the 38th parallel. The general of the army, Douglas MacArthur, uh, after some prayer meetings with the White House elected to keep pushing north. And of course this upset the Chinese who feared having UN forces so close to their border and they reacted by sending troops into North Korea. Now Chinese and North Korean forces pushed the US uh, the UN forces south and war settled into a bloody and protracted stalemate. Now, these events coincided with Walter Bedell Smith replacing Rear Admiral Helen Coulter as Director of Central Intelligence. The um, Smith, who'd served as General Eisenhower's Chief of Staff between 42 and 45, and U.S. Ambassador to the Soviet Union from 46 to 48, replaced the CIA's Office of Reports and Estimates, which had uh, frankly failed drastically. 
to predict Chinese intervention in Korea with the Office of National Estimates. Harvard historian, of course, we had to have the Ivy League involved in everything. William Langer, who helped organize the office while serving as assistant director from 50 to 52, was succeeded by then Yale historian Sherman Kent. And between the two of them, they provided uh, analysis and predictions. Smith also tried to rein in the OPC, which he thought was undisciplined and out of control. He put it under the newly created position of Deputy Director for Plans, and uh, that post was filled with a former OSS officer named Alan Dulles. Then in 1952, merged it with the Office of Special Operations. But these moves didn't bring Wisner into line, and the agency's uh, covert operations became extremely bizarre and uh, fanciful during the 50s. You know, other consequences of the stalemate in Korea is that it eroded Truman's public support, contributed to his decision not to seek re-election to the presidency in 1952. The Republicans immediately nominated Dwight D. Eisenhower, who decisively defeated the Democratic nominee, Adelaide Stevenson. And Eisenhower offered his former chief of staff, Director of Central Intelligence, Walter Bill Smith, a position of Undersecretary of State and Pointed Alan Dulles to uh, serve as Director of Central Intelligence, and he held that position until 1961. In fact, during much of Eisenhower's two terms as president, the U.S. foreign policy was implemented by uh, Dulles and his brother, Secretary of State John Foster Dulles. Alarmed by the alleged threat of communist domination with Eisenhower's knowledge, the Dulles brothers uh, relied heavily on the CIA to conduct uh, covert activities, which he saw as a way to accomplish uh, with cloak and dagger what the U.S. couldn't complete through diplomacy. Unfortunately for everybody concerned, these operations are often illegal or just downright harebrained, and even when they did succeed, they often provoked a backlash and negatively impacted the U.S. standing in the world. You know, there was a lot of different stories making the rounds. Um, there was one story of a real-life prisoner exchange at the height of the Cold War, and it's recounted in the movie The Bridge of Spies. It came out in 2015 with Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance, directed by Steven Spielberg. The movie depicts the negotiations between the U.S. and Soviet Union over the release of U-2 spy plane pilot Francis Gary Powers. He'd been shot down earlier in the year. Hanks plays uh, James Donovan, a lawyer and former SS officer who defended uh, captured Soviet spy Rudolf Abel in 1957. And though the courts convicted Abel, Donovan manages to save his client from the death penalty. And following uh, Powers' capture by the Soviets, Abel's wife writes to Donovan, convincing the CIA that the Soviets are interested in trading Powers for Abel, and they ask Donovan to go to East Germany to arrange the swap. Donovan eventually secures a release of both Powers and a U.S. graduate student named Frederick, uh, Frederick Pryor in exchange for Abel, and change takes place on the uh, Lenicki Bridge, which spans the Havel River. That's the border separating... Uh, East and West Germany. The film stays closely to the actual events it depicts, though it collapses uh, 
The tie between Powers Downing in 1960 and his repatriation in 1962 and collapses several individuals uh, tangentially involved in the events and the composite characters. In addition, the movie erroneously depicts Donovan as having uh, suffered substantial harassment for having defended Abel, but uh, that really wasn't the case in general. Overall, the movie was considered a highly accurate depiction of the events and people at Chronicles. So if you've got an interest in some CIA operations, especially uh, as it depicts their um, conduct in the movies, you might watch the film. It's supposed to be very good. Now, one of the earliest covert actions of the Eisenhower era was the CIA's involvement in Operation Ajax, a coup against the democratically elected Prime Minister of Iran, Mohammad Mossadegh. Mossadegh ran into trouble with the British by trying to audit the accounts of the Anglo-Iranian oil company to ensure it was paying Iran the mandated royalties on oil it extracted from the country and to limit its uh, control of oil reserves. When the uh, Iranian uh, Anglo-Iranian oil company refused to open its books. The Iranian parliament, the Majlis, voted in late 1951 to nationalize the, the company, a move that uh, Mossadegh supported. British at uh, first approached the Truman administration for help in dealing with the crisis, but Truman really just wasn't interested. Eisenhower administration was ambivalent about Britain's appeals, but the CIA man in Iran, uh, Kermit Roosevelt, that was the grandson of President uh, Theodore Roosevelt, decided to press ahead with a coup against Mossadegh, pushing uh, to restore the monarchy under the weak and indecisive Shah, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi. By this point, Roosevelt was no hand at uh, formatting Middle East coups, having successfully engineered one in Egypt. And the coup in Iran exceeded expectations. Mossadegh was forced out and spent the last 14 years of his life under house arrest. Now, the Shah's military court convicted him of treason. Control of Iran remained in the hands of the Shah, who owed his place to the CIA. For, for his part, Roosevelt was awarded the National Security Medal and became the CIA's deputy director for plans, but uh, he turned down Dulles' request to head the CIA's operation in Guatemala. The... Uh, There was a game-changer with the CIA that came in the late 1950s with the development of the U-2. It was a single-engine, high-altitude spy plane developed and built by U.S. defense contractor Lockheed. The primary reason for the plane's development was to spy on the Soviet Union. The federal government solicited proposals from several manufacturers for an aircraft that could fly at 70,000 feet above the Soviet Union's uh, radar umbrella of 65... <coughs> Excuse me. Testing of the airplane took place at the U.S. Air Force's infamous Area 51 facility in uh, Nevada. In installation has been indelibly linked to the alleged UFO crash of 47 at Roswell. CIA operated the aircraft, and though the agency assured Eisenhower the Soviet Union couldn't track the plane due to their design and high altitude, he insisted on uh, approving every single mission. He didn't want to be blindsided. He recognized that breaching Soviet airspace was an act of war. 
May of 1960, a U-2 piloted by Francis Gary Powers was shot down over the Soviet Union by a Soviet surface-to-air missile. Powers was captured and subsequently tried and convicted of espionage, sentenced to 10 years in a prison and a labor camp. Eisenhower administration initially said that the aircraft was a weather plane. It had uh, strayed off course when the pilot had problems with his oxygen equipment. The recovery of espionage equipment on the U-2, including a top-secret high-altitude camera, provided the administration's uh, cover story about the incident uh, to be a pack of lies. 1962, U-2 overflights of Cuba photographed evidence the Soviet Union was placing nuclear missiles on the island, resulting in the Cuban Missile Crisis. U-2s remain in service despite plans to retire them in 2010, but they're still there. There's been stories that, uh, in fact, the Russians got the information they needed to be able to shoot down a U-2 from a uh, radio radar operator in Japan by the name of Lee Harvey Oswald. I've never seen confirmation whether that's true or not. It was a year after forming a coup against the democratically erected Prime Minister of Iran. CIA tried the same thing against Guatemala's president, Jacobo Urbines Guzman, the young and photographic, uh, photogenic president of Guatemala was a committed anti-colonialist and who since he took office in 51 had challenged the control of the United Fruit Company, multinational corporation that was forerunner of today's uh, Chiquita Brands International. June of 52, Guatemala's legislature passed an agrarian reform law that uh, Arbenz strongly supported forcing the large landowners to sell any land they were not actively cultivating to the government for redistribution to the impoverished landless uh, laborers, many of whom were indigenous uh, Indians. And this was directly calling out the United Fruit because it left most of its land holdings uncultivated. Well, to make matters worse, Guatemala's government offered a million dollars for the land fraction of its value, but legitimate based on the artificially low rates of taxation the company had paid. Now, the fruit turned to its contacts in the Eisenhower administration, notably the Dulles brothers, who had done legal work for the company while practicing all the Sullivan and Cromwell. In addition, Eisenhower's ambassador to the United Nations, uh, Henry Cabot Lodge Jr., owned a large block of United Fruit stock. We talking about uh, backroom dealing or what? November 53, the Eisenhower administration signed off on the CIA's planned coup, codenamed PB Success, and approved a budget of almost $3 million. Frank Weisner had oversight of the project, which involved intentionally souring relations between Guatemala and the U.S. and creating a psychological warfare uh, program designed to convince Guatemalans to overthrow their government. CIA even went so far as to draw up lists of members of the Arbenian government to be assassinated and Manuals for committing those murders were drawn up. The operation also had a amateurish quality to it, and our Arbenist forces revolted against the government uh, prematurely in late March of 53. This pushed Guatemala's government to crack down on would-be uh, coup pro- uh, plotters. 
The CIA turned this to its advantage, encouraging anti-Arabina's activities that were designed to be discovered as a way of convincing average Guatemalans that uh, most Guatemalan uh, citizens opposed the Arabina's government. Meanwhile, June 15, 1954, forces uh, supporting uh, Carlos Castillo Armas, a uh, CIA-backed former military officer, entered Guatemala from bases nearby Honduras and El Salvador. Due in part to CIA priming, the army refused to support the Venus' government, and military leaders began plotting their own coup. Now, realizing his fall from power was inevitable, Arbenas uh, resigned, and after a sham election was succeeded by Castillo Armas, the first of several corrupt dictators to govern Guatemala, this coup led to a bloody civil war in which some 200,000 Guatemalans lost their lives. Well, while the operations in Iran and Guatemala were considered successes, the CIA stumbled in Syria in 56 and 57 and uh, the Congo in 60. But in the mid-50s, American officials were exasperated at uh, the Syrian government's um, unwillingness to uh, take a strong anti-communist stand. 1955, former Syrian president uh, Shukri al Kuwatli, who had been opposed in the 49 coup and was in exile in Egypt, was re-elected to the presidency. In fact, the Truman administration had considered overthrowing al-Kuwatli itself. Almost immediately, the Eisenhower administration began plotting al-Kuwatli's overthrow. In 1956, CIA undertook Operation Straggle, which sought to mobilize guerrilla activities by members of the right-wing Syrian Social Nationalist Party. But the British, French, and Israeli attempt to seize the Suez Canal exposed struggle to the uh, Syrian government, so the CIA aborted the operation, although they did it only temporarily. 1957, the CIA began Operation Weapon, which was supposed to mobilize Syrian dissidents to overthrow El Kuwatli and replace him with another former Syrian president, Adib al-Shishakli. Syrian counterintelligence forces discovered the plot and successfully prevented it. Now, these repeated attempts to overthrow al-Kawatli uh, alienated Syrian government and pushed Syria into a union with Egypt called the United Arab Republic. 1960, Belgium's former colony, the Belgian Congo, declared its independence, becoming the Democratic Republic of the Congo. New country's government was headed by President Joseph Vubu and Prime Minister Patrice Lumumba as it would with many anti-colonial political leaders, including those in Syria and Guatemala, the CIA concluded that Lumumba was a communist, particularly after he turned to the Soviet Union for aid for his country after... But that was only after we denied him aid. In weeks of taking power, Lumumba traveled to the United States to present his uh, country's case to the United Nations. Unbeknown to him, though, the CIA had already begun encouraging and assisting in efforts to assassinate Lumumba. And while the details are still sketchy, it seems that top CIA officials decided to have um, Lumumba killed by administering a poison. Meanwhile, failing Lumumba's political power, on September 5, 1960, President Kasavubu dismissed the Prime Minister and his supporters from the government. CIA plot was unsuccessful, but Lumumba was murdered by forces from the breakaway state of Katanga in January 1961. 
In addition to its role in coups and assassinations throughout the 50s, the CIA violated rules against operating on U.S. soil. The most infamous domestic CIA operation was known as Project MKUltra, which began in 1953 and continued for 20 years. It was intended to develop uh, effective methods of brainwashing and mind control. When MK altered test subject, an army chemist named Frank Olson that the CIA officers surreptitiously dosed with LSD, allegedly jumped from an upper story window to his death. Others speculated he was a potential whistleblower who was thrown out the window. During this period, the CIA, among other U.S. government agencies, including the uh, Hoover's FBI, also frequently requested a national security agency intercept programs, uh, intercept telegrams without a search warrant. The operation was called Project Shamrock. The counterpart to Shamrock was H.T. Lingual, in which the CIA opened, copied, and read letters written by or to politicians and civil rights leaders and peace activists, including Senator Ewan Humphrey, U.S. President Bella Abzug, Martin Luther King Jr., and Linus Pauling, among others. CIA, which conducted the program for more than two decades, beginning in '52, never sought search warrants for reading these letters, clear violation of the authors and recipients' civil rights. In addition, in 1962, President John F. Kennedy greenlit Project Mockingbird, a domestic surveillance program. that um, involved the illegal surveillance and wiretapping of journalists. Supposedly, Mockingbird is still in effect. Because certainly mainstream media um, marches in lockstep with what uh, the powers that be want. Through the election of John Kennedy to the presidency in uh, 1960 was halted, uh, I was hailed as uh, the arrival of a new generation of U.S. leaders. For some time, the the CIA seemed to continue to operate in much the same way it had under Eisenhower. One area of focus, of course, was Cuba, the tiny tropical island 90 miles south of Florida. In 1959, revolutionaries under the command of Fidel Castro took over the island after U.S.-backed dictator Fulgencio Batista fled the country to avoid uh, capture. In August of 1960, Castro nationalized all U.S.-owned businesses on the island, including the refineries, casinos, factories, during the entity of the Eisenhower administration and that of the Mafia. Eisenhower's administration severed um, diplomatic contact with Cuba, began planning an operation to overthrow Castro. CIA, of course, took the lead in the operation, which involved uh, training, equipping, and funding a group of Cuban exiles who would infiltrate Cuba and remove Castro from power. These events concluded with a. I'm sorry. These events coincided with the 19, I can't read my own handwriting. 1960 presidential election, which resulted in John Kennedy becoming president in January 1961. Now, Kennedy administration officials were dubious about the the operation overthrow Castro, but having won the election on a promise of being tough on communists, the new president felt he couldn't really scrap the plan. Then on the evening of April 17th, the invasion took place along uh, Cuba's southern coast at a place called the Bay of Pigs, and it had several CIA personnel involved. It quickly turned into a farce, and 
I'm willing to risk escalating the cost of the, the debacle. Kennedy refuses military officials' request to commit additional U.S. forces to include the promised air support. Well, the failed Bay of Pigs invasion in 61 led Kennedy to clean house at the CIA, forcing the resignation of DCI Alan Dulles, Deputy Director Charles Cabell, and Deputy Director for Plans Richard Bissell, Jr. Yeah. Internal CIA investigation concluded the agency had exceeded its expertise and failed to adequately build a sort of popular support among Cubans that had made its coups in Iran and, and uh, Guatemala successful. But despite having been burned by the CIA, Kennedy turned the agency to assassinate Castro, placing what future DCI Richard Helms called considerable pressure to get rid of Castro, which led to several farcical attempts on the Cuban leader's life to include a cigar that was supposed to make his beard fall out, which would make his troops turn against him, so the CIA believed. Even prior to the Bay of Pigs, the CIA had plotted to kill Castro, during the waning days of the Eisenhower administration, the CIA engaged the Mafia, who had vested interest in ending Castro's control of Cuba. The mafia had controlled Cuba's casinos under the Batista regime, and the Cuban Revolution deprived of its revenue. Of course, nothing came of these contacts, and during the Kennedy administration, the CIA considered uh, poisoning uh, Castro's cigars, lining the dictator's scuba suit with a toxin, and planting a booby-trap conch cell in an area where Castro liked to go scuba diving. All in all, the U.S. Senate uh, Select Committee to study government operations with respect to intelligence activities, also referred to as the Church Committee, due to Chairman Idaho Senator Frank Church, which investigated the CIA in the mid-70s, counted eight separate attempts to kill Castro between 1960 and 65, but in 2016, the former director of Cuba's intelligence services, Fabian Escalante, Claimed a true number of assassination attempts during the Eisenhower, Kennedy, and Johnson administration was 152. But despite these and subsequent U.S. president attempts to kill Castro, he died in 2016 of old age, not living the presidents who had tried to assassinate him. Well, you really can't win them all, you know. You know, one name that has echoed down through the, the years in regard to the CIA was Alan Dulles, the longest-serving director of Central Intelligence. He was a former... As I said, Alan Dulles was a former OSS officer, led the CIA through some of its greatest early successes, such as Iran and Guatemala, and went on to serve on the, the Warren Commission and investigated the assassination of President Kennedy. Some said he knew a whole lot more about it than you would suspect. Dulles was born in Watertown, New York, April 7th, 1893, to Alan M. and Edith Dulles, second of the Dulles' three children, five years younger than his brother John Foster and two years older than his sister Eleanor Lansing. Dulles came from a long line of diplomats and political elites. His grandfather, John W. Foster, was president of Benjamin Harrison's Secretary of State. His uncle, Robert Lansing, held the same office during Woodrow Wilson's presidency. And like his older brother, he graduated from Princeton University and later the George Washington University School of Law. In sixteen began his diplomatic career, joining the U.S. Diplomatic Service, serving in a variety of posts. Came back to the U.S. and graduated from law school in 1926, joined his brother's law firm, Sullivan and Cromwell. 
I'm going to remain engaged with world events, even serving as the director and secretary of the Council on Foreign Relations. I traveled widely during the 30s, and because Sullivan and Cromwell did business in Germany, he met Adolf Hitler, which prompted him to successfully push the firm to stop doing business in Germany. William J. Donovan recruited Dulles into the OSS and sent him to Bern, Switzerland, where he stayed from 1942 through the war's end as the officer's Swiss director. Worked with the Austrian resistance, reporting intelligence to Washington, D.C., including information gleaned from the German officers who tried to assassinate Hitler in July of 1944. Next year, he was involved in Operation Sunrise, the code name for negotiations between German officials and the Allies to arrange the former surrender in northern uh, Italy. And although President Truman dissolved the USS shortly after the war, Dulles continued serving in the key foreign policy roles, including as a member of the Herder Committee, formerly the House Select Committee on Foreign Aid, which was created to study Secretary of State George C. Marshall's suggestion that the U.S. provide substantial foreign assistance to countries that uh, looked likely to fall to communism, and advised 1948 Republican presidential nominee Thomas Dewey. In 1949, he was one of three men charged with investigating uh, the newly created CIA and reporting on ways to improve the organization. Well, given his background, it wasn't surprising. Director of CIA, um, Walter Bedell Smith, recruited him to, to be the CIA's deputy director for plans in January of 51. That August, Dulles was promoted to deputy director of Central Intelligence, and following Smith's departure from the agency in early 53, he became the de- um, director of Central Intelligence. In his role, he oversaw some of the agency's best-known and most controversial operations, including the development of the U-2, allegedly breaking into Senator Joseph McCarthy's Senate office and feeding the anti-communist demagogue false information to discredit him. Also was involved in the overthrow of the democratically elected governments of Iran and Guatemala and the failed pigs invasion. Well, the Bay of Pigs operation eventually cost him his job. He was forced to retire in November 61, the day after President Kennedy conferred upon him the National Security Medal in a ceremony at CIA headquarters in Langley. Following Kennedy's assassination, President Lyndon, I'm going to be King Johnson, appointed the spy master to his president's commission on the assassination of President Kennedy, called the Warren Commission after its chairman, U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice Earl Warren. Initiated a report concluding it was a lone nut gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald, that killed the president. Dulles' his presence on the committee, given that Kennedy had essentially fired him, later fueled speculation the CIA was involved in the assassination. Especially given later revelations that the man who replaced Dulles at CIA, John McCone, ordered certain information withheld from the committee, particularly facts related to the CIA's attempts to assassinate Castro. In addition to serving on the Warren Commission, Dulles published two books about spying, The Craft of Intelligence in 63, which was both a justification for intelligence gathering and the defense of, the, of his tenure as uh, Director of Central Intelligence and The Great True Spy Stories in 68. That was a collection of 39 accounts of spying from ancient Greece to the Cold War. Now, the next year, at the age of 75, he died from influenza and pneumonia. You know, it's, uh, he was a man who kept his secrets, no question about that. Well, 
It's no secret the CIA was heavily involved in the Vietnam War, providing supplies and resources to South Vietnamese while the U.S. government sent American troops to fight communist Viet Cong troops from the North. But in the 60s and 70s, journalists began to report on the CIA's activity both abroad and at home. You know, after the U.S. Premier Intelligence and Covert Action Agency, the CIA played a significant role in what's considered one of the greatest failures of U.S. foreign policy. That's the Vietnam War, which eroded faith in U.S. institutions and increased scrutiny of the federal government's activities. In 1975, three well-publicized investigations of the CIA exposed the agency's role in Air America, that was the passenger and cargo airline that enabled covert operations in uh, South Asia, Southeast Asia during the Vietnam War. As well as surveillance of journalists and agencies, uh, critical, uh, agency critics and ex- uh, experiments on unsuspecting Americans. These revelations stoked persistent concerns about the potential caustic effects of a permanent spy service in a Democratic Republic. And ideological sparring between the U.S. and the Soviet Union often spilled over into other parts of the world. One of the most important battlefields of the Cold War, of course, was Vietnam. And the CIA was heavily involved in the United States war in that country. France invaded and colonized the land that's today Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam in 1858, forcibly seizing more territory over the Next half century, creating a territory known as French Indochina. During World War II, though, the Japanese occupied Indochina to prevent the Chinese from importing weapons and other war-related materials through that region. After Japan lost the war, the French sought to reassert control over their former colonial holding, but a substantial portion of the population resisted, leading to the First Indochina War. That was 1946 to 1954. Crucially, though, President Roosevelt had opposed French efforts to reassert uh, dominion over the Indochina. The Truman and Eisenhower administrations uh, supported France, seeing Indochina as a key front in the Cold War. In fact, on April 7, 1954, President Eisenhower claimed during a press conference that uh, the U.S. had a uh, material interest in reestablishing French control over Indochina as well as uh, wider strategic uh, concerns. You know, one interesting point to consider, at the close of World War II, a lot of um, German forces surrendered. And rather than process them properly, so to speak, a lot of them were sent to uh, Indochina. Their job was to stamp out the Viet Minh, the predecessors to the Viet Cong. And supposedly, they were quite successful, bringing the typical uh, Wehrmacht uh, efficiency to the, the war in that area. And then supposedly Ho Chi Minh went to the media and reported that Nazis were being turned loose on the poor, defenseless Vietnamese. And as a result, because uh, all these... Germans had been put in the uh, French Foreign Legion. Um, France had to disband all those units. According to Eisenhower, uh, you got broader considerations that might follow what you call the falling domino principle. 
Got a roll of dominoes set up. You knock over the first one. What will happen to the last one is the certainty that it will go over very quickly. She could have a beginning of a disintegration that would leave the most profound influences. The domino theory of international relations, as it later became to be known, provided much of the justification for subsequent American foreign policy decisions in Southeast Asia. It's interesting to note that when I was commissioned, my first orders after uh, infantry school would be go to Vietnam. Um, however, the war ended. In, uh, I think it's May 15th. So my orders were canceled and I was instead sent to South America. Well, even as Eisenhower made these comments, the die had been cast in Indochina. A month after the president's press conference, the French garrison at Dinh Binh Phu was overrun by Viet Minh. That's the League for the Independence of Vietnam. As a result, France's government fell and was replaced by a new one committed to ending the country's colonial eventual in Southeast Asia. And this, of course, was unwelcome news in the U.S., which had been providing France approximately a billion dollars in financial assistance. In addition, during 1950, the CIA had been in the region trying to help the French maintain control. May 1st, 1953, the CIA front company called Civil Air Transport dropped supplies to French troops fighting in Laos and Operation Code named Operation Squaw. Six months later, uh, Civil Air Transport airplanes uh, carried French troops and supplies to the Ben Phu so those men could secure an unused air base the Japanese had built during World War II. Several months later, as Viet Minh forces laid siege to the Inbin Phu, uh, several air transport pilots airdropped men and supplies, hoping in vain the French could hold out. Well, in the aftermath of the French defeat, leading world powers, France, Great Britain, U.S. and USSR, as well as an important regional players, uh, North and South Korea, the uh, People's Republic of China and Viet Minh met in Geneva, Switzerland to discuss the futures of both Korea and Indochina. Now, the Allies weren't united when it came to Vietnam, which hampered their ability to achieve their aims, and the Conference Accords temporarily partitioned the, the portion of Indochina that became Vietnam at the 17th parallel with the Communist-aligned Democratic Republic of Vietnam controlling uh, the North and the Republic of Vietnam and administering the South. Crucially, the Republic of Vietnam government uh, did not recognize the legitimacy of this agreement. For his part, Eisenhower declared the U.S. was not a party to the Accords and therefore was not bound to abide by him. It was a recipe for conflict, at least initially, the CIA played a startling role. Well, the CIA had a formal presence in Vietnam as early as February 1950, when the U.S. established a legation in Saigon and included some undercover agency personnel. Initially, the French, who still controlled Vietnam, uh, discouraged CIA activities because France's government still clung to the belief it could retain control of Indochina, although the Truman administration was opposed to French rule in that region. But in 1953, things changed as the First Indochina War turned against France and Eisenhower replaced Truman in the White House. As a result, CIA activities uh, in Vietnam increased Beginning in 53, and just a month after the defeat of France at the Battle of Dinh Binh Phu, CIA operative Edward Lansdale arrived in Saigon. Alan Dulles had sent him with the instructions, do what you did in the Philippines. 
As a reference to Lansdale's successful development of the psychological operations campaign that led to the election of a candidate favorable to the U.S. to the Philippine presidency. So Lansdale launched the Saigon military mission, which conducted psychological warfare and covert paramilitary action in South Vietnam. In his memoirs entitled In the Midst of Wars, he described the type of activities the Saigon military mission undertook, including issuing a fake version of the Communist Manifesto that successfully encouraged a large number of Vietnamese to take several days off work, which uh, he described as a successful achievement because it undermined the Viet Minh war effort. Assisting Lansdale on these hijinks was a French-American citizen and former OSS member named Lucien Conan, who conducted anti-Japanese activities in Indochina during World War II. Recruited into the CIA after the war, he worked in Eastern Europe, but due to his language skills and experience in the region, ended up in Vietnam, though in the North, where he directed a propaganda campaign against the government of the Democratic Republic of Vietnam. As the 1950s wore on, though, he increasingly directed paramilitary activities against North Vietnam's government. Worked closely with William Colby, a former OSS member, when he served as uh, deputy chief and then chief of CIA Saigon Station during 1959 and 62. One aspect of Conan and Colby's activities involved training and arming the indigenous people of Vietnam's Central Highlands, the Montagnards, who carried out military strikes on the Viet Minh. Well, a turning point for America's involvement in the conflict came in November 63 when officers of the Republic of Vietnam's army overthrew the country's president, the Gold Dinh Diem. As an authoritarian leader and Catholic in a largely Buddhist country, he owed his place largely to the support of the, of the U.S. But U.S. support for Dean waned during the Buddhist crisis beginning in May of 63 when several Buddhist monks protested his policies by publicly immolating themselves. A shocking spectacle and the Dean government's callous handling of it uh, convinced both members of the uh, the Kennedy administration and South Vietnamese Army officers time to come for a change. By the summer, South Vietnamese Army officers informed CIA officers stationed there of their desire to overthrow DM. Contact between the agency and the plotters continued with Major General Dung Van Big Met meeting with Conan on October 2nd to share their plans for ousting the Republic of Vietnamese, Vietnam's leader. This intelligence was shared with President uh, Kennedy, but his uh, administration was divided on the issue. Recently installed DCI, John McCone opposed U.S. involvement in the coup, even as the uh, U.S. ambassador to the state of Vietnam, Henry Cabot Lodge Jr., who considered himself uh, Conan's friend, tacitly encouraged Conan's actions. Making good on their threat, men and his fellow officers overthrew DM and they murdered him and his brother on the night of November 1st. Lacking any clear instructions from the White House, Lodge and other U.S. officials didn't do anything to help DM and his brother. And on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll talk more about the CIA and some of its annex tomorrow. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.